0: single simulcast when i wake up i look into the mirror i can see a clearer vision i should start living a day cause is gonna be the day it's gonna be the day
1: cause today's
0: gonna be the day it's gonna be the day
1: Yeah, it's like every day I wake up, I stare into space and don't say much, peer in the mirror, feeling dead from the face up, coffee, pot, cigarettes, morning J's, Bailey's, slowing down my day before picks up the
2: pace, beats playing since the night before, thinking about writing songs, feeling exhausted from times we tore constant, and plus the toxics I sip got me tossed, still tipsy, staring at the city from the spot
3: we call Los Angeles, every day is like a blank canvas, carving my initials in the planet like I branded, handpicked to live this life, we take for granted like a child an upright base, we can't stand it Smiling through the trouble we face Trying to manage my way without pumping my brakes And
1: staying stagnant Cause I can sit on my ass or just imagine the madness And get on my path and paint the camera
0: when I wake up, I look into the mirror I can see a clearer vision I should start living a day. Cause today is gonna be the day It's gonna be the day Cause
2: today is gonna
0: be the day
2: Before I rise and shine like a neon sign I need the girl of my dreams to give me Einstein And burn the marijuana like Buju time Is my only bona fide break from these confines. Fine I need to change the scenery like a montage These kids bringing me the noise like the bomb squad And everybody coming at me from the blind side I'm tired, it's hard to open up my eyes wide I listen to some theme music on the iPod And walk around the crib doing little eye jobs. Checking the prep, taking view from this high rise Feeling like I'm checking out a game from the sideline I got to try different things in these trying times 2010 is different than it was in 9-5 It's come a live time I picked a fine time For getting open off life like a fine when one I,
0: wake up, I look into the mirror I can not see a clearer Vision I should start living a day. Cause today is gonna be the day It's gonna be the day Cause today is gonna be the day It's gonna be the
2: day Ah Yeah. Sunday morning, plan my day out. Whole new blueprint, brand new layout. Deep down, still don't know if it'll play out. But for the first time, feel like I done found a way out. The skin getting clearer, and it feel like I lost weight. Stop and say a prayer for the times I lost faith. Troubles of the world had me in a cross face. Chicken wings, chicken living so off base. But now it's like I'm in the last lap of the car chase. And I finally understand my right to choose. My preacher man told me it could always be worse. Even the three legged dog still got three good legs to lose. So you can see. Stop and refresh the room Breathe in, breathe out Let it heal all your exit wounds Something inside said that's the move And maybe today I will start fresh and new When I wake
4: up I look into the mirror I can see a clearer Vision I
0: should start living today Cause today is gonna Today gonna be the day, gonna be the day, it's 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 gonna
5: be the day, it's gonna be the day, it's gonna be the day, it's gonna be the day, gonna be the day, gonna be the day, gonna be the day, be Single simulcast Wild Rashani episode 209. If you're listening, I really do appreciate it. Um, it's, it's, uh, com is the uh, website you can check us out at. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, I'm not good enough. And I say that, and then you hear the laugh, and you're like, he must be telling a joke. But it's it's no joke. I really just don't feel like I am doing good at all. And it's weird because um, there's no reason why I shouldn't be doing well. Um, Everything's everything, I guess. Everything's working out. Um, but as you can see, even when everything's perfect, something's going to happen. Um, I do appreciate everybody who's checking it out. I, I appreciate everybody who shares the show. I'm going to stop asking uh, certain folks to share the show because apparently... Uh, that's a nuisance and I'm like dude I asked you a long time ago I put out a a statement that said put your name here if you want to be uh, tagged when a new show comes out but you know people change things change Um, (laughs) it's funny Um, about about a year ago Maybe a little less. Maybe about nine months ago. I did an episode of a show where I talked about how nobody ever changes. And I meant it. I really I felt that. Um, and I think that while I may have felt that at that time, I think I may have been deluding myself. Uh, because the actual truth is that everybody changes. It's just that often you're the last person to know that change is coming. And um, I'm the last to know that I'm changing. Like It's like the world closes in on you and everybody else sees it getting smaller and smaller. But you're still walking until you're out of space and there's nowhere else to go. And I don't feel comfortable talking about this on my own show because I don't want people to feel weird. But I have been advised that I have to, I have to try to be more expressive of my thoughts and feelings because it's, it's funny. Um, I tend to spend a lot of time trying to make people laugh. Um, It doesn't always work out. It usually works out better if I'm around uh, contemporaries or people that I know or people who are comfortable with me. Um, Sometimes I got told to shut up. That was was special. Sometimes it just didn't go through the way I was supposed to. And sometimes it's taken wonderfully, which always feels great. Um, by the way, um, the voicemail number is area code 916-572-9016. If you've ever left me a voicemail, thanks. I don't even check it anymore because I I think the last time I got a voicemail, it was from um, a guy telling me how wrong I was, which I'm okay with. You know, Constructive criticism is good, but this is the same guy who had spent the better part of a year saying that I was a fake and a fake Christian and a bad person and had like shows, shows set up uh, where his listeners would call in and just say the worst things. I think that's when I first wanted to kill myself. If I'm being honest. They say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. But if you listen well enough, and I listen really well, I have really good hearing. You can hear everything, and I have really good vision, so I could see everything that was going on, and it was just like why? I've I've never been the type of person who um will stand up and say, uh no, 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 I, I I, I am. I'm the type of person who will stand up and say that this is not right. Um, something that's going on is not right. And uh, they always say that you should stand up for yourself. You should always stand up for others. But quite often when you stand up for others, you put yourself at risk of being harmed. There was a gentleman... Uh, earlier this week, I believe, um, who saw a woman being, uh, abused, physically abused. And so, uh, he did what I and many other people would say was the right thing by getting involved. It, it turned out that he was, he had a, uh, a, a weapon, um, I guess he had a concealed weapon, but he had a permit, you know, and the guy that he was trying to uh, get to stop the assault had already ran to his vehicle after shooting his uh, after shooting the woman involved in the um, issue. Um, And this guy turned around and stuck his hand out the window of his car and shot this man in the head. The man died. Heroes don't last long. I mean, villains don't last long either, but heroes don't last long at all. Um, Only in the movies. What usually ends up happening to heroes is they die. At least from what I've seen. Um, Heroes either die or... I sound like Batman when I say this. They either die or they live long enough to become a villain. Um, and I've seen both. I became a villain. Or I was villainized. Um, because. Friends. Um, <clears throat> the email address is simulcast at gmail.com. Um, I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I just really need to talk. I really need to get this out. I feel so alone. Like, I... uh, It's weird, and I don't know. I, I I I figure there's somebody else like this in the world. I can't be the only person, but it, it, it's... I want friendships until I get friendships, and then it's like, you're too close. <laughs> like, uh, stop right there. You can talk to me from across the street. And... Um, It's weird because I used to go all in on friendships. Like, my friendships used to be like, if you need me, the phone uh, is right next to the bed. Doesn't matter what time it is. Just let me know. Give me a call. I'll be there to listen. I used to call people up. Like, I used to... uh, I mean, like, friends here in my town, uh, family members, um, people who I have podcasted with. Um I, I I in hindsight I could see how people would think that was weird. Um you do a show with somebody and they're just like okay on to the next person and you're like, okay, there's a connection and so you call them just to see how they're doing, you know. I did that for a while. Got called fake for it. I don't know how you can fake um Concern. And my issue is that I've always felt concerned. There was a, a, a book called Angel in My Locker. I think I spoke on it before. Um, and there's a part of it where it said, uh, God is first, others are second, and I am third. And I read that when I was really young. And I don't know why it stuck with me so much, but from that point forward, I became a servant. Um, I would much rather see your happiness than see mine. And that's not all the time. I'm not going to say like that's 100% of the time. But quite often, I want to see other people happy or successful or succeeding. Um, and it, it, it again, it often turns around to bite you. It does. And if you've ever felt this way, I'm letting you know right now you're not alone. There's plenty of people out there in the world who are givers, and there's plenty of people out there in the world who are takers. And the difficult part is figuring out which one is which. Which one you are and which one your friends are and your family are and and just going from there. Uh, because what I found out was that um, I would give support wherever it was needed. And then when I was asking for support, it was like, nigga, why should we support you? Well, I supported you. Well, what? Are you looking for a medal? What? You're a fake because you want people to reciprocate uh, giving support to you. I did a show with uh, Mr. Spann. Uh, he does uh, the Span Report. It's available on iTunes and on his website, which is a really nice website. And uh, while I'm at it, Leslie Mac has a really great website too. I think hers is lesliemack.com. I mean, it's beautiful. It's Squarespace. Um, I have WordPress. WordPress is not beautiful. WordPress is like a uh, finicky child who needs to take a nap but won't admit that they're tired. Like every so often, something great will happen, but mostly it's just painful. Um, but anyways, did a show with him where we were talking about all of the lists that were coming out, uh, at that time because a lot of, uh, websites and magazines were putting out lists of podcasts and then it might've been February, not this February. It might've been a February though. And so, um, they were putting out lists of black podcasts that you should listen to. And they had the same six black podcasts on there over and over again. Maybe seven. Um, and, and, I mean, those are established podcasts. Um, I'm happy for their success. I'm happy for anybody's success, you know. Um, and I was like, well, you have the same six to eight podcasts on every list, uh, perhaps it's time to uh, have those folks then go ahead and start typing in other people. Wrong thing to say. Apparently that meant that I was hating on all the other black podcasters. And black podcasters are weird. and um, that they will get their feelings hurt. Easily. Easily get their feelings hurt. But will never express it. And I don't know if that comes from uh, being... I don't know. Like I know as black men, we're not supposed to feel pain. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to uh, tell people when they hurt us, whatever. Maybe that's just being a man. I don't know if that's part of the rules. Um, and I've always been told cause I, I, I didn't grow up there, but I've always been told that in the South um, people smile uh, until you leave. And then they talk uh, because they want to appear polite, but then they talk and, a lot of the black podcasts that I know are black (laughs) and they're from the South. So there's a lot of that going on. Um, so again, feelings got hurt. I was literally the last one to know. Like everybody else knew that these folks feelings were hurt. And one group, uh, did a whole podcast about that one segment and, um, put it on the airwaves. And then when I asked, the host of the show about it, he was like, nah, it wasn't like that. See? Uh, Southern style, I guess. I don't know. This will probably lead to more anyway, so who knows? But again I have to get this out. Um but I have a unending desire to see other people happy. Like I am at the point where, and I said this a while back, I cringe on when I watch TV shows that somebody's about to get embarrassed. I cringe in real life when somebody's about to get embarrassed um, because I don't want them to feel that shame. And I read somewhere that if uh, you constantly say you're sorry, or you constantly cringe when somebody else is being embarrassed, that means that you uh, went through abuse And uh, when you were at some point in your life, you went through abuse and that you uh, have been frequently embarrassed. And now you are uh, kind of attuned to it. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know if that's real life, but I know that Um, I, I do. I worry about people's feelings a lot, probably a lot more than I should. And I can't turn it off, and I can't help it, and I don't like it. (laughs) Because it has never benefited me. I mean, it has never led to anything good happening. I mean, it probably has led to something good happening for the person who is being embarrassed. I'm sure they liked having a shoulder to lean on. But by and large... I haven't seen the, uh, tangible results from it. And I just, just tired, tired all the time. I think I'm staying up too late. I think I'm doing too much work. Um, I know I'm doing too much with basketball, but, um, in my situation, I have found that kids energize me. um, Youth basketball energizes me. It it also forces me to get out the house at least three times a week because otherwise, I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd leave my house. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm down right now. Like I said, I don't know. Everything should be great, but yet I just have this pit in my stomach, you know, just like this ebb that's just saying that everything is not going to be okay. And I I keep listening to songs like the one that I was playing at the beginning of the show uh, that I should just live for today uh, because today is going to be the day and I will wake up and I look and I feel great and I'm just ready to go out and attack the world and then It stops. It just tapers out. And I've done shows like this before. I did Ignite. I can't cry. I can't yell. I'm just here. And I don't know if I want to be that anymore. I know I want to be. I mean, I, I don't want to kill myself or anything like that. I just. First of all, if you've ever thought about suicide, it's it's OK. I really want you to know that if you've ever thought about suicide, that's all right. You're not crazy. You don't need to go to church. You don't need God And you don't need to worry about going to hell. I have yet to see in the Bible that that is the one unforgivable sin. This is not Harry Potter and Avra Kedavra. It doesn't work that way. If you've ever thought about committing suicide, that means that you're in a place where you're in a hole. And the only way that you think you can get out is to really just get out. And that's scary. That's scary for you. For you to be in that sort of a situation has to be terrifying. Peaceful. I mean, relaxing because you've taken a weight off your shoulders because you know that it's about to be over. But at the same time, it has to be scary because what happens next and what if this happens? And I just want you to know that I'm not going to judge you. I'm sorry for whatever happened that had you in that hole. I'm sorry for whomever may have put you there, or whatever thoughts or whatever voices. I'm sorry. And I hope that you get the help that I will not look for. I'm sorry, Feeney. I'm scared. I'm scared to go see a psychiatrist. I'm scared to go to a doctor. I'm scared to sit down and find out that what I really thought was going on was true. I remember I went to a doctor once and I told them that I was depressed and they were like, no, you're just fat. And I was like, thanks. Won't be back here. And I stayed because she was my primary care physician. And it was just like, why did I tell you that in the first place? Like, why did I trust you with that information? But if you've ever thought about suicide, if you ever feel alone, I understand And if you hit me up on Skype for these situations, if you're hitting me up on Skype, please just type into the Skype thing. When you put a request to, 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 to add me on Skype, just put into the Skype thing that you heard single simulcast and you just want to talk. Because there's like a, a lot of people on my Skype who are just sitting in limbo and I look at them every single day because I don't know who they are and none of them put anything just they would love to add me on Skype and they don't put anything else and I'm like, okay you know, one of these people has to be real you know, real what the fuck is real Um, yeah, again, I apologize if this isn't the type of show that you guys were looking for, but I need to do this. I haven't done a show since I was talking to your homeboys, which again, I hope worked for somebody. I don't get voicemails. I would love to get them, but I don't get them. I don't get emails. I don't get anything. And I just wonder, like, does anybody hear me or am I in a vacuum just speaking? Am I crazy? And then I'm like, I know I'm not crazy and I hate being called crazy. But often I ask myself, I'm crazy. Like, why do I keep
2: doing this?
5: And then I wonder, what am I doing wrong? Like, I see other podcasters two shows, and they just take off, just stratosphere, just
0: pew, pew.
5: And I've been doing a show for five years, and I still don't, I don't know why. I think I just, on my darkest days, I like to just hear myself, and I laugh, and I think about when I was happy. And on my light days, I like to sit there and laugh and think about when I was funny, because I haven't written a skit in, like, Couple years. That's one thing that I've noticed about myself that really does concern me is the fact that I can't stick to any one thing for more than a year or two. I've. my job, my job, and my marriage, and being a father. Those are the three things that I stuck with the longest, and I am just. Awed by that. But everything else, I am kind of like a rolling stone. If something bad happens, I gotta go. I gotta extract myself from whatever situation caused this issue. You know what I'm saying? And so I stopped sending solace, uh, which I loved. I loved sending solace more than anything I've ever written before in my life and if, if, if you get an opportunity, just check it out, I just and thank you John uh, John Cushman from the Cushman Chronicles, he, he left a review for Sin and Solace and I appreciate that um, wanted to make sure that I remembered that and I did, so I feel good about that I've always noticed that people who, when when I say that I would like reviews, I would like feedback, I would like some sort of words. The people who tell me that I don't need them are the people who are already getting them. I'm like, come on, man! If I tell you that I need food and you're like, no, you don't, but your mouth is full. I'm not gonna bribe you. I'm not gonna say if you do this, I'll do this, no matter what. I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm just gonna say I I run a good show do good work and sometimes it's funny sometimes it's serious sometimes it's, it's brutal sometimes it's really fucking brutal but I'm trying and um, yeah yeah So again, 916-572-9016, uh, that's the voicemail number, I think, 916-572-9016, I think, is the voicemail number, um, the email address is singlesimulcast at gmail.com, um, and yeah, We'll be right back. Fat Man Wild, play some music. This is Single Simulcast.
0: This is
4: Single Simulcast. With my daddy, Rashadi. Peace. <laughs> Love from the Black Astronauts podcast. Ladies, launch. If you want to know what makes my flowers
0: then you need to listen to the single "Summer." Sorry.
1: Turn the lights down low. Come join me this evening. Know what you want I'ma lay it down now Don't let her Come and this ride We're too long for Any speed and I love and call I need time Come let me into Joe. I want you baby Your eyes. I know where you're headed, from your breathing, got me mesmerized, no way to take it, but take it all in. and I kept your sides on your back, I can tell that you're shaking now,
5: cast episode 209 fat man wild Rashani, uh you um so i was uh looking at tv is is, is is that how it should be said and yes i know my whole uh aura has changed um i can't do anything about that <laughs> um all I can do is be grateful and push through while it's here. Um, so I was looking at TV, um, which is what I think old people say when they talk about watching TV. I was looking at the tube. I was looking at the telly. I was. Where is telly? You know, the one from um, Sesame Street. Is he even on there anymore? Him and Harry Monster. Remember them? Like it wasn't just Elmo and it wasn't just Big Bird. I, I haven't seen Sesame Street and Devna's eight, so I haven't seen it in at least three years. But I know that when I was watching it with him, I was struck by the fact that I didn't see Telly or or, or Harry or or um really that was it. I didn't really pay attention to anybody else. Um I know Mr. Hooper's dead. But anyways, I digress. Um I was watching television, uh, with my beloved, shut the fuck up, Jay. And, um, a commercial came on and the commercial was one of those, uh, sweeping, um, love stories where it's like, he never knew he could find love. I've tried so hard but everybody that I find seems to love me for my money and not for me. How can I find somebody to trust? She was just looking for a friend. I've been hurt so many times. I can't bear to have my heart broken again. I will never ever love again. Now that he's dead. They met on accident. Excuse me, miss. You dropped this. Thank you so much. Good sir. I don't know where my head is today. I just, (laughs) it was a hard road. I don't understand why you're seeing that man. You need to back away from him right now. He's bad news. I'm the woman that you forgot about way back in your past who popped up out of nowhere to say that I love you and I want to be with you forever. And I was your first, third grade crush. So now you should love me too. Watch as these two star-crossed lovers find each other and lose each other over some bullshit. And then find each other again just in the nick of fucking time. Before she gets on an airplane to fly where she has never been before. A romance story with no comedy whatsoever. Brought to you by a book writer that you've never read. I think I love you today. I mean, seriously, that's that. That was the commercial that I saw today while I was watching um, Scandal. I think I was watching Scandal with Nisha. Maybe it was NCIS, whatever. One of the two. She was watching it. i would already seen Scandal. So I was like just waiting for her to get to the bombshell that happened. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Dap, dap, dap. Anyways, um, so I'm watching this commercial and I am struck by the fact that there are... Um, There's no black romance stories. If I type in black romance stories, you know what? Nope, 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 nope. Let me start off by typing in romance stories. I don't want to put a, uh, a subtitle on it. I don't want to put a race on it. I don't want to put anything like that on it. I just want to look for... Romance titles, romance movies, romance stories. So, um, y'all know how I get down. Give me just one moment. Hmm. Okay, so, uh, on Google typed in romance movies, uh, didn't put in a year, didn't put in any race or anything like that, um, love story came out in 1981. Two white people on the cover. The Notebook, 2004. Two white people. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, 2004. Uh, Jim Carrey and a white woman. Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio and a white woman. Brokeback Mountain, two white guys. Love Story, two white uh, people. Annie Hall, um, a white woman and a pedophile. Um, Moonrise Kingdom, white kids. I, I can't tell because I'm not going to click on it. 2012. Amelie, uh, White woman who looks like a mime. That is creepy. And again, this is just by looking at the cover. I'm judging movies by their cover. Because why not? Before Sunrise, 1995, uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. (laughs) Delpy. So Delpy. So fucking Delpy. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, uh, which are two white people. Punch Drunk Love, 2002. That's Adam Sandler and a white woman. Uh, Casablanca, we know black folks weren't allowed in movies in 1942. Uh, the Age of Adeline, 2015, two white people. Darity Dancing. Dancing, that should be black folks, right? Nope. Nobody puts baby in a black movie. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray? So many Jennifers now. Jennifer Grey, Jennifer Gardner, Jennifer Bill. It was one of them. Maybe Bill. I don't know. I'm still not clicking. I don't give a damn. Love Actually starring white people. Chasing Amy, which, by the way, just want to get it out the way. Um, The woman who was the uh, lead on Chasing Amy, Joey Lauren Adams, biggest fucking crush. Had the hugest crush on her. I have no idea where she is now, but, man, that movie... Um, other movies don't know, can't say what movie she was in off the top of my head, but I just know, gorgeous, gorgeous woman with this wonderful voice. And then met my wife; she has the same voice. Don't need Joey Lauren Out Adams anymore, but fucking incredible. Just a beautiful woman. Anyhow, Blue is the warmest color, featuring two white people. Juno, featuring Michael Michael Sarah and um. Uh, the girl from uh, The Last of Us, Ellen Page, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, featuring that uh, aggravating uh, British dude and Kristen, uh, whatever her name is, from House of, from, uh, House of Lies. Um, and that show that everybody loves Veronica Mars never saw it silver Pl- linings playbook starring uh, white people uh, romance complicated white people ghosts white people Harry Met Sally white people Wally, fucking cartoons starring robots there's no black people in Wally either say anything white people in a boom box before sunset white people Edward Scissorhands white people Pride and Prejudice, white people. Roman Holiday came out in 1953. You know who's in that one. His Girl Friday, 1940. Don't have to say anything. Atonement, white people. Sleepless in Seattle, white people. I can do this all day long because the movies keep scrolling, and I haven't seen a black person on the cover of a romance yet. Now, if I put in romance comedy, then black people might show up. You know, they might show up as like a, a sidekick or a co-host or something like that. Um... The first one I get to is five pages in, comes out in 2016. It's called The Perfect Match, and it stars uh, Donald Faison and Paula Patton, and it's a romance comedy. And that's the thing. We don't get romance movies. I don't know if it's because they're fucking boring or it's because they think that we won't go out and see them because they are fucking boring or that we won't go out and see they're really fucking boring or that we won't enjoy them because it goes over our heads or if they don't think that black folks are capable of love. And, and you know what? Let's just, let's just put it all the way out there. People of color. I don't see any people of color in any of these movies. Asian indigenous American, Hispanic, black I don't see you you're not here this is a genre that has been completely dominated by Caucasians and nobody notices because we get hitch and we get act like a man Or think like a woman, act like a man, whatever that show is called, we get that one. Matter of fact, hold on, let me type in black romance and see what comes up. I'm just curious at this point. So I typed in black romance movies. You know what popped up? Julie Delphi. You know what popped up? Um, BET.com. You don't get a whole row across the top like you do when you just type in romance movies. You don't get a whole line of movies across the top. You get a link to BET.com, who in 2013 put out their top 25 best black love films. Not romance films, just love films. And the reason why they put that is because quite possibly, and I'm just guessing because I haven't looked yet, quite possibly these aren't just romantic movies. Just right. Just right featuring Queen Latifah in common. I believe that had comedic aspects. The Wood, Tay Diggs and Omar Epps, that definitely had comedy in it. It was one of my favorite movies. Uh, Love Jones. Now, I will give Love Jones credit where credit is due. That movie was not funny at all. Not at all. Not one bit. So I guess that makes it a romantic movie. It had no humor in it. Like they took themselves so seriously that their poems, they made sure they were on point. And they did the comedy none. And the poetry was not off their head like this. What is higher? What is learning? They meant everything they said. Love Jones was the most devoid of comedy black movie I've ever seen. I just sat there like, when niggas going to make me laugh? We're not. That's not our job. Bada boom, bada bing, bada bada de bing. I'm a poet. By the way, National Poetry Month just ended. And uh, shout out to Kai Love from uh, Sometimes I Cuss. She did 30 poems. One for each day of the month, and it was glorious. And I tried. I did a couple, but I'm not Kai. I don't have her power. What I do is I do off-the-head poetry. So I just sit down, and it just comes to me, and I type it out, and boom, it's done. She sits down, and she makes love to a poem. You need to check out her stuff. But, yeah, Love Jones had no humor in it. So that was a uh, a, a great um romance movie that they immediately fucked up by putting on the cover of it you'll never believe this but you have to see it for yourself maybe or maybe you'll just trust me when I say this on Love Jones the one black romance movie we have on the cover of it they put and I quote a hip when Harry met Sally they immediately had to base it back to a white romance movie They couldn't just let it stand alone on its own merits. No, they had to compare it to something that they think white folks would be attracted to. They're scared to put us in that genre. They don't think we belong in that genre. Love and basketball. Sports. The Inkwell. Comedy? Thinking of the Inkwell. I just remember being really disappointed in the Inkwell because that was Uh, Lorenz Tate's first movie after Menace to Society and I knew he was going to shoot a nigga I just knew it you didn't have to tell me twice I knew he was going to shoot somebody the inkwell was going to be the spreading red ink on somebody's chest as old dog fled to the inkwell to hide out from somebody and shot somebody because he was hiding out after he got revenge on them fools that shot up uh Damn, what was that nigga's name in uh Menace? That was O Dog, that was Chauncey, that was A Wax. Tay, Todd, Troy, Trey? No, Trey was uh, boys in the hood. Now this shit gonna drive me crazy. This some bullshit. Kane. Katie Kane. Get revenge for that nigga. He died. That was a love story. Jason's lyric, Jason's lyric was a love story because, but what I remember most about it is naked ass. The best man was a comedy. Don't care what you say. It was a comedy had great aspects. I cried on the second one. I've talked about that on my show, Uh, but it was a comedy. It was a romance comedy. Brown sugar romance comedy. Most deaf and Queen Latifah are comedy. That nigga Boris Cujo was comedy. God send me a man. Are you fucking serious? This is where we're at. They're saying that the top 25 black movies, number nine is God send me a man. Number 10 is why did I get married? Which is not a romantic movie. It is actually horribly, horribly sad jill scott gets fucked over throughout the movie that is a horrible horrible movie led by tyler perry's continued distaste and distrust and dislike of dark-skinned black men and black women has you typecast didn't want to say that but it's right there has you typecast if you're a certain type of woman you got to be a shrew if you're a certain type of man you got to be an asshole just saying a thin line between love and hate comedy, Martin Lawrence, he can't do nothing serious jumping the broom, that was a comedy I know that because Mike Epps is in it I don't even have to see the movie, I just know by looking at who's in it, and by the way Paula Patton has been in two of these love stories poetic justice uh Joe Torre was in it. Kind of makes it a comedy. He was the comedic relief. I mean, it wasn't a comedy. It was a love story, I guess. Daddy it count as a romance? I guess. I will give it a romance. I will give it a thumbs up for romance, but I'm shaky. Deliver us from Eva. Comedy like a motherfucker. Why did I get married too? Still sad as shit. And why does Tyler Perry always get to be the nice guy in his movies? Why can't he just I'm sleep for colored girls who will consider suicide when the rainbow is enough? I'll just leave that there. Waiting to exhale, not a love story. That was a revenge flick. What's the one thing you remember from Waiting to Exhale? If you say anything other than the soundtrack or Angela Bassett blowing that car to fuck up, you full of shit. How Sella got her groove back? Their eyes were watching God. I mean, I guess. Zora Neal knew how to write the fuck out of a book. So that probably was a romance. I, I didn't see it. Carmen Jones. Oh, golly, Dorothy Dandridge. That wasn't a love story, though. That was a, you don't like me, so I'm going I'm to get you. I'm going to get you. You, you going to want this. That's what that movie was. So that don't count. <laughs> uh, let's see. Being Mary Jane. Looking for love in all the wrong places. I I guess. Uh, Purple rain. Nope. 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 A son of an abusive relationship abuses his girl because Chris Brown excuses. Also, a woman gets thrown in a trash can, and music plays. Mahogany. No. No. Raising in the sun? Yeah, I guess. Boomerang. Comedy. Best black love story of all time. Comes out Monday, February 16th. I don't know, but I doubt it too. Because Cuba Gooden Jr. is in it. And just look at that nigga's face. Look at his face. And that hat. He's wearing a tricorn. I know that because I've been playing sneakers notes. Fucking Tricorn, fucking Cuba Gooden Jr. Not a love story. So, yeah. And that's what we get. And I'm just like, can we have a love story? Can we have something where it's not like hilarious hijinks and humor ensue when a down-ass nigga goes to Vegas looking for a good bitch to hold his nuts because he's a player can we have something other than that a man who could never find love because he's been jilted by so many women decides to start up his own company to help others find love and he finds love on accident can we can we do something other than that I mean I love comedy I watch comedy all day long but we gotta do more I don't trust my baby daddy he did all sorts of wild shit let's go out to Vegas and have some fun they meet at a casino booth. Like really what the fuck? This is what we get? But this is what we clamor for, I guess. So So earlier this month um Africa Bambata who for those y'all who don't know because why the fuck would you um was the head of the Zulu Nation he put out the song Planet Rock with the Soul Sonic Force he was a, a big uh push he was a big he was a bigger figure in the world of hip hop in the early 80s when hip hop was first starting um he was the uh he 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 put out Planet Rock, I don't know anything else he put out, to be completely honest with you. Um, the one thing that I remember from that song is... Because uh, I always thought that was a horrible lyric. Um, but apparently what he did was enough to get him respected by uh, hip-hop heads uh, throughout the history of hip-hop. Um, which, you know... That was uh I guess, but anyways um after bambata uh used his uh talents and his um position and his uh wisdom of hip hop and his love of hip hop um And really his standing as a statesman of hip-hop. He used that to uh, sexually molest uh, tons and tons of young men. And when I say tons and tons, um, like his bodyguard... uh, is now to the point where he's saying that Africa Bambata molested hundreds of boys hundreds of them like um the the uh whole situation got started um hold on one second cuz like i said i'm i'm behind on all of this um Africa Bambata He made that name up like a motherfucker. Um, Okay, a month ago, a little over a month ago, Ronald Savage, who is a former member of the New York State Democratic Committee, went public with the accusation that rap legend Africa Bambata molested him at the age of 15. According to Savage, uh, Kevin Donovan, which is Africa, told you we made that shit up. Kevin Donovan's his real name. Uh, Donovan forced him to engage in oral sex. Soon thereafter, Hassan Campbell came forward and said that Donovan molested him several times in the rapper's home. More men who opted to stay anonymous came forward, discussing how Bambada would force himself on them and perform oral sex on the teenage young men who are now in their 40s and 50s. Then... Africa Bambata's bodyguard came forward and said that he's molested hundreds of boys. Now, best jump off point for this is uh, he needs to be underneath the jail. Um uh, that's the calmest way I can put it. Um, it. It's, It's, I would say it's a given that it's reprehensible what he did. But apparently, there's uh, some folks in hip-hop who are uh, standing up for him, riding for them. Um, like KRS-One, who said, for me, if you keep it hip-hop, nothing can be taken away from Acrobambatta, he said. But if you want to dig into dude's personal life and accusations is being made and so on personally, I don't give a fuck, end quote. Quote, if someone was harmed or whatever, y'all got to deal with that shit. That don't stop what you did for hip-hop. That don't take away none of it. History is history, but deal with that. That's personal. End quote. So KRS One and... KRS One is letting his hero worship and his history of and love of uh, music cloud the fact that his uh contemporary his uh fellow artist his whatever is a stone cold rapist um, and i'm just i'm 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 blown back by that i'm really disappointed uh that KRS-One uh, said this and and i'm more uh even and, and just as disappointed as I am in that I'm disappointed in the fact that nobody else has really uh stepped up and said that this shit is stupid um that what he said was stupid um i'm hearing i know the Zulu nation has dropped kevin donovan uh from their clique as far as the um as far as being the Ahead of the Zulu nation, they booted him. That's good, um, but nobody has stepped up and said, "KRS, one, what the fuck were you thinking about when you said that shit?" And that's the other thing that I need to happen uh, in regards to this conversation. Uh, the one, the other thing that I really have an issue with is this former bodyguard of acroban bada who has come forward to add credence made by several men that the hip-hop pioneer molested them as teens in an interview with star on this hot ninety seven show Sam Sadin Sharif Ali Bey alleges Bambada has been molesting boys since the 1970s and even walked in on Bambada. Quote, there's always a boy in his home. When he leaves and gets home, there's always a boy there. I've seen them camped, asking for money. He travels with late teens. Those are the ones he takes overseas with him. When I went on tour with him in the States, I'd stay in one room and he'd have boys in a room with him. Since the 70s, it's been hundreds. I can say I've walked in on stuff where I say, what the fuck is going on? And at this point... I have to ask, why didn't he do something? Talk to your homeboys is not just a battle cry. It doesn't just mean that when your homeboy says something that goes against what you think or what you agree with, you have to check them. When they're doing something that you don't agree with, you have to check them. You have to have the bravery and the willingness to step in and do the right thing because you may be saving somebody's life. You may be changing somebody's future. And this guy did not. And I am just so disappointed. I am so disappointed that this bodyguard let this happen for. Forty six years? Nineteen seventies. It's vague. But he said since the seventies, I'ma say seventy-nine, so thirty-seven years, forty-seven years? No, thirty-seven years, yeah. He's let this happen. He never called the cops. He never said anything. And I'm wondering why. Is it because of money? Is it because it was his homeboy? Is it because that was his job? That was his livelihood? I, I don't I don't really understand what would go through your head when you see a young teenager being molested for you to just turn around and walk away. For you to walk in on that happening and be like, What the fuck are you doing, dude? and just turn around and walk away. I don't I don't I don't that doesn't register for me. And while I have heard people upset and I have heard shows where people are upset, I heard something in common where they are upset. Um and, of course, you, you've got to check them out. That's on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, I'm not hearing enough. And I'm not hearing enough from uh, black men about this. I'm not hearing enough about the fact that um, one in six, got to see this. One in six black men have reported being molested as children. And nobody speaks up. Nobody says anything. Everybody hides back in the darkness and just waits for somebody else to bring it to light. And that can't be. That can't be how it goes. I figured that at this point in time, somebody has told KRS-One that he needs to uh, turn his life around. Um, yep, here it is. Thank you, Michael, again from the Something in Common podcast. Uh, KRS-One clarify statement on Afrika Bambaataa molestation rumors. How do you clarify these statements? Uh, let me see. The veteran rapper told Nori during a Drink Champs podcast... Quote, for me, if you keep it hip-hop, nothing be taken away from Afro-Bambada. But if you want to dig in a dude's personal life and accusations is being made and so on, personally, me personally, I don't give a fuck. Look, if someone was harmed or whatever, y'all got to deal with this shit. Deal with it. That don't stop hip-hop. That don't stop what you did for hip-hop. That don't take away none of it. History is history, but deal with that. That's personal. End quote. After his comments went live, KRS-One felt like his words were misconstrued, so he sent out an official statement to clarify on his website. When it comes to the molestation allegations, the rapper explained, quote, Of course I care if a young person is being abused or even neglected. My entire life is based upon the protection and further development of young people. I teach and inspire young people every day. He added, but as you can see, irresponsible headlines like KRS One doesn't care if Africa Bambata molested kids, and trying to turn a funny song I did years ago into some sort of question regarding my character is precisely the type of sensationalist gossip which I don't really give a fuck about. Let's have focus and ignore these haters. I said then, as I'm saying right now, it's not that I don't care at all about the accusations made against Africa Bambata, I'm saddened at the whole controversy and how it's being handled. Wait. Wait. What he said is for me to keep it hip hop. Nothing can be taken away from Afrika bambata But if you want to dig into dude's personal life and accusations of being made, and so on and so on, personally, me personally, I don't give a fuck. Now, when you say I don't give a fuck, that's the part that needs clarification. Are you saying you don't give a fuck if they dig into his history? Are you saying you don't give a fuck about his history? Are you saying that it's not hip-hop and if it's not hip-hop, it doesn't matter to you if it ain't about songs and it ain't about you? That's the part that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about. Look, if somebody was harmed or whatever, nigga, these kids were molested psychologically and physically. They were harmed more than 100 of them. According to the bodyguard who never did his job and guarded the kids who. More than 100. If somebody was harmed or whatever, y'all got to deal with that shit. It's not shit. And you saying it like that makes it sound real dismissive. Really dismissive. You could do better than that, son. Because what you're saying right now, what you're laying out on your uh, on the table, doesn't really jive with what you said the first time. And what you said the first time, when you didn't have time to think about it, those are your truest thoughts. You didn't take time and pull out a pad and a pen and write down lyrics so then you could spit those lines in, uh, 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 on that podcast. This is off the dome. This is all you. You know how that goes. You're a lyricist. You know what it's about. You know what it is and you know what it is. And if if, if, if somebody says something on a freestyle and they're just sitting there, I trust that a lot more than I trust a written lyric. I tend to think honesty is more off the cuff. You don't have time to think about honesty. You don't have time to make an honest statement. You have time to finesse an honest statement. But usually if you answer like that, that's your honest statement. So your honest statement is that you can't, you you, you don't give a fuck. Personally, he doesn't give a fuck. I'm just looking at what he said I mean he can clean it up all he wants But what was said Personally, me personally I don't give a fuck And personally, me personally I never gave a fuck about KRS-One I like that who protects us from you song But really I'm, I'm west side I ain't hear too much of this shit That really appealed to me anyway So the nigga saying that he don't give a fuck about kids being assaulted and then turning around and saying he works with young people. These young people need to give him a side eye like, dude, you need to dig deeper. Because your truest thoughts. The ones that you came off the top of your head were this and this and this. When was that initially said? I need to find that out. When he initially said that, because, let's see here. KRS-1 africa bambata that was on the 2nd. That was on the 2nd of May. He then came back and clarified it on the 7th, which means he had five days to go ahead and think of what he said. Because he just arrived in Barcelona. That's the reason for the delay. That was a five fucking day flight. In response to the in, in response to the response and comments made after my interview with Nori, I'm taking this time to clarify some of my statements to so those who seem to be confused. Ain't nobody confused, man. You know what? I use this in so fucking long, but I believe, I believe, I believe that it is time. To bring this shit out of the woodworks. Or out of the closet.
4: What kind of fuckery is this? I don't...
5: I don't... I don't know how to deal with excuses. I'm like, look, if you make a mistake, own it. If I make a mistake, I try my hardest to own it. One headline said that I... One headline that I read stated, KRS-One doesn't care if Africa buy the molested kids. Wow, really? Fortunately, anyone can go to the audio and our video recording of my entire interview with Nori and see for themselves just how irresponsible such headlines are. It seems that people will say anything to draw attention to their site. I am indeed concerned about the accusation made against Africa by the Kevin Donovan, but I will not become entangled in a controversy that seems to be less about justice and more about self-promotion and revenge. That is the same shit that niggas say about Bill Cosby. Hey yo, Theo, what 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 you think about Bill Cosby? Or Malcolm Jamal Warner. What do you think about Bill Cosby? I'm not gonna get involved with that. Uh, cockroach, what think what you think about Bill Cosby, homie? Not gonna touch that. Um, black Men on the internet, what you think about Bill Cosby? Nigger My nigga nigger, king, nigga king nigga Bill Cosby is being persecuted by NBC and the 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 white men and the, the, the confused black men of America because he wanted to buy NBC. So what about all those women who have come forward? They were paid, my black king nigga, by, that should be a snake, my black king nigga by the KKK to bring down Bill Cosby so 30 Rock would go on a syndication, my brother. You need to see the signs. And that's how he sounds talking about Kevin. Kevin. That's how he sounds right now this is this is revenge this is self-promotion by who three gentlemen came out and, and admitted to this do you know how painful that is to admit that you've been molested do you I can tell you exactly how painful it is. Because every day I want to come out and talk about stuff that happened to me when I was younger. And every day I draw it right back in. You never want to talk about it. You never want to bring it back up. That's a very, very dark hole. It's. And it's a darkness that spreads to everybody around you. And it's just. That is something that you never want to admit. You never want to discuss. You never want to see again. You never want to confront. You're so ashamed or you're confused. And you just. I was six. <laughs> I was six. When I was molested. And the person who molested me was a family member. And I don't know if they have been molested and in turn molested us but I was six. And I was told that it was a game. Everybody played it. And um I don't know what I was supposed to if I was supposed to be doing that I didn't I didn't because these are family members and you trust family and um, I never asked questions. With uh, my family dynamic, I was often the one on the outside looking in. And so, just to be in, I, I, I didn't ask questions. My mom worked. She was a single mom at that time. I didn't want to bother her. I was six. And, um, as I got older, as I, uh, Became more aware. I, I realized now that I drew into myself a lot more as I got older and realized what had happened. I began to converse with myself a lot more. I wasn't as outgoing as I once was. I didn't know what real love was. I, I don't know. I know, I know, I know, I know I have trust issues. I know that I still see those family members and it's just like nothing's there. I know I used to wonder, is everybody doing this? is everybody okay with doing this? Is, it why I was six. I was 30 years ago. And, um, You hear so many stupid phrases. You can't rape the willing. Uh, They must have done something to ask for it. Um, He was famous, so they must have been groupies. They were trying to trap him. You'll. I'm tired now. It's fucking 743 and I'm tired All of a sudden, I'm just, um, there's no way I cannot, I won't, I won't believe ever that there's any way that kids are setting up famous men. For revenge, 30 to 40 years later, the initial victim held in his attack, held in his assault for 35 years, dog. There's no way I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe you. If this is your mindset towards this, dude, what you're doing right now is victim shaming. You are. You're a bad person. And I can say that easier because I don't fucking like you anyway. But because until you really think about what you're saying, you don't get a chance to try and clarify it and you got a chance to think about what you're saying and you come out and you make it worse. Quote, I said then, as I am saying right now, it's not that I don't care at all about the accusations being made against Kevin. I am saddened at the whole controversy and how it's being handled. It is not that I care. It is not that I don't care, rather. It is more the fact that I don't gossip. I don't take sides in real disputes that don't concern me. I don't slander people's names. And I don't believe in abandoning your friends when they may be accused of crimes and make mistakes in life. So the last two phrases in that statement. Just completely eliminated the first part. I don't gossip. I don't take sides in real disputes that don't concern me. I don't slander people's names and I don't believe in abandoning your friends when they may be accused of crimes or make mistakes in life. So basically, all that other stuff was just canceled out by this, my friend, and I'm riding with him no matter whether he's right or wrong. And you know... Black men. We got a real problem with that. We ride. It doesn't matter what we're riding for. If it's for our friend, we will ride. It doesn't matter who we're riding against. We will ride. It doesn't matter the reason we will ride. And you know what? The funny thing about it is when it's all said and done, the person that they were riding for will likely usually look back and be like, that was a fucked up situation. But everybody who was riding for him will be like, dude, remember that? Because they don't really have anything invested in this situation. KRS-One doesn't have anything invested in this situation. But, dude, talk to your homeboy. In this situation, you have an opportunity to say, I've been friends with Kevin for a really long time. However, in light of current situations, I am standing behind these 100 men who are stating that they were molested by him. I'm praying for my friend. That's really all you got to say. Not... My position is clear. At this moment, I, all I am seeing and hearing regarding Kevin is gossip and sensationalism. And like I've already said, I don't give a fuck about all that. I don't apply my mind to gossip and slander. Slandering the accused for the sake of slander is not justice, nor is it the seeking of justice. I would like to see justice and healing for both the accusers as well as for the accused. But continuous slander and are not healing anyone or even correcting the situation. Disrespecting slander is never an indicator of true justice being sought. Disrespect and outright slander proves personal vendettas and revenge against the slanders, and I don't participate in such immaturity, nor am I naive to political setups and character assassinations. Nigga, you just put out a diss song on MC Shine like 22 years after the initial beef happened. just saying isn't a hip-hop beef all about slander disrespect gossip innuendo isn't it those are written too so it gives you time it may not be true to you gives you time to think of what you're going to say your comebacks and all that kind of stuff but isn't it Instead of using one's mind in time to gossip about Afgabambaataa, I think we should look at closely at what it means to hate. So here's the, I think they call it straw man argument. I think, let me make sure I'm correct on that. Um, because I don't want to be wrong on any of this. Straw man argument. I'm not even going to play the music for this one. I hope that I'm right with this one because if not, then um, I've also heard gaslighting. Um, Strong man is a common form of argument and an informal fallacy based on giving the impression of refuting an opponent's argument while actually refuting an argument that was not advanced by that opponent. No. No. I thought that it was more him saying, look at what's in this hand while he hides what was in his actual hand. If you were paying attention to, he hides what he had in his other hand, like a misdirect. That's what this is. The misdirect. There is no figure forgiveness, justice or healing on any level when hate is involved. Hate is also a federal crime as well as a spiritual disease. Did, did you feel that side eye? I, I, I. And hate is what is leading the charge against Afrika No, motherfucker. What is leading the charge against Kevin? What's leading the charge against Kevin are the accusers. If you can tell me that there's a reason. That's all I'm asking for. Just give me a reason to believe that Ronald Savage will lie after so many years. Give me a reason why Hassan Campbell would lie after so many years. Give me those. Otherwise, you need to just stop. You need to just stop. I'm going to keep reading this because there's more like he really thinks he's speaking truth. This is, this is what happens when niggas who have always been told they're smart defend their homeboys. They just walk deeper and deeper into it. They, they walk in circles and they walk for so long. They dig themselves a hole with their own steps. Only love is consistent because only love is unconditional. Hate is indeed self-destructive, and this is what real hip-hop must avoid at all costs. Love shows us the full life of the accused, not just the accusations brought against the accused. So in closing, I would ask that you not expect KRS-One to seriously lend his mind to such sensational issues when there are larger and, frankly, more serious issues concerning the future and global existence of hip-hop. Issues pertaining to the correct documentation and updating of hip hop's global history. This mother.
0: F- what
4: kind of fuckery is this?
5: This motherfucker said that the, the documentation of hip hop is more important than prosecuting somebody for raping children for assaulting children for 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 molesting children and he has no issue with somebody being in a position of power because Africa Bambata was in a definite position of power taking that position of power and completely using it to abuse children he has no problems with that he has no problem with any of this he would much rather that instead of you looking at this he wants you to look this way because real hip hop is in this direction fuck him god dog and I'm starting to itch over this shit So in closing, I would ask that you not expect KRS-One to seriously lend his mind to such sensational issues when there are larger and frankly more serious issues concerning the future and global existence of hip-hop. Issues pertaining to the correct documentation and updating hip-hop's global history, the colonization of hip-hop by the university system, hip-hop and healthcare, hip-hop and education, hip-hop and the and urban policing, hip-hop's relationship to the White House, hip-hop recognizes an American-born culture with federal protections and its own tax benefits more toward and recording opportunities for our youth our hip hop city and so on hey everybody, look, look don't look at this hand look at this hand, in this hand over here yeah, over here in this hand I have uh, Kevin who raped a bunch of young men and forced him to perform oral sex on him and assaulted tons of young men who trusted him in this hand, yeah sure, whatever yeah, fuck that shit, in this hand In this hand that i'm waving at you right now i have the future of hip-hop which one's more important to you which one is more important to you is it these kids i mean they're grown now they've forgotten right they they're grown they gotta be just mad at him because he didn't put their names on a song like really i believe my friend and so 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 don't look at this hand look at this hand don't, don't you want to know how hip-hop is going to get to the White House? Don't, don't you want to know about hip-hop and education? How hip-hop is in the in the university system? Don't you want to see? The, wait, 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 wait. This is just like the people who are saying that while you're mad about this, uh, Popeye's stopped selling chicken. While you're mad about afro Mother's Day came and went and there are single dads out there who are doing the jobs of mothers. Wait, you shouldn't be looking after Bambada. Look at, look at, look, Donald Trump is still running for president. You guys are getting distracted from the real truth. Understand this again. Not going to say it too many more times. You can be, fo- you can be focused on more than one thing in life. You'd be focused on more than one thing. You don't give tunnel vision to one thing. So, fuck that and fuck you, KRS1. Um, these are things the serious hip hop scholars, artists, and journalists are discussing. So, if you're not discussing those things, those hip hop things, if you're not discussing those, if you're discussing Africa Bambata, Kevin's ass, raping. Young men, if you're discussing Kevin molesting children, if you're discussing how he needs to be underneath the jail with Jared and, 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 and Jerry Sandusky, if you're not discussing, if you're discussing that, then you're missing this. If you're discussing that, then you are missing the glory of the stars because you are staring at the moon. But when I look at the moon, I still see all those stars. And I really believe that we can make those stars shine brighter. If we protect the moon. And by the way, Nori and I did discuss other issues pertaining to songwriting and my present battle with MC Sean to police misconduct and creating a hip hop currency but for some reason, the controversy surrounding Afgabambaataa is what our entire conversation has been reduced to with deliberately disrespectful statements like quote KRS1 doesn't care if Afgabambaataa, molested kids is the main focus of our interview. The whole thing is childish and immature and this is precisely why our community remains in a powerless state that we find ourselves within today. Am I the only one that sees this? I think it's time that we grew up. So he has hit every single cliche, every single cliche statement that black men have used, white men have used, people have used to blur the, the facts. He has used every single one of them. This is why we're still in the background. This is why we still pull each other down. This is why we're like a barrel of monkeys. This is why you need to focus on this. Because you won't look away from my friend raping young men. I'm going to say that we are a backward society. And I, Rashani, am saying because you won't look at your friend molesting young men. I'm going to say that that's the reason why you are backwards and you are dragging down society. I'm saying that about you, KRS-One. Is your real name Chris? Somebody help me out. I'm saying that about you. Your hero worship, your friendship is worth more to you. And I I, 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 honestly, I understand. Because I would say that my friends, the few that I have, the ones that I really know and trust, I hold to a higher esteem than those people that are just strangers to me. I hold to a higher esteem than just random people. I do. That's honest. I hold my wife to a higher esteem than I hold the stranger on the street. But at the same time, that stranger on the street still deserves my respect. If they need help, they still deserve my attention. I don't step over them if my wife is walking away. And I can say that honestly. If there's somebody on the street who needs my help, sometimes my wife does walk away because we need to get somewhere. But you know what? I'm going to catch up with her. After I do everything I can to help them. It's not that difficult. And if he's your real friend, you won't lose friends over being honest with your friends. You need to talk with your homeboys. Because what this is, is worse. This was a bad idea. Serious students and apprentice of our culture can review paragraphs 20 through 29 of the 11th outstanding of the gospel of hip-hop pages 470 and 471 for further insight on this matter. Are you fucking kidding me? Did this nigga just advertise? Nope, not yet. During hip-hop appreciation week which is may 16th through 22nd 2016 i will also be releasing a special instructional video entitled An introduction to hip-hop for those interested in upgrading their teaching of hip-hop go to krs1.com for viewing that's the advertisement and of course check out my new project now hear this with two new bonus tracks also available at krs1 this is what's important I'm still quoting him, by the way, when he says this is what's important, not gossip and slander with no attempt at real justice. Instead of seriously tearing each other down, let us consider seriously building each other up. Guard your soul and seek peace always. And I agree wholeheartedly. You need to guard your soul because the devil comes with a barbed tongue. He comes to lie and to deceive and to rip you asunder. And KRS-One, you are the motherfucking devil. <laughs> Batman Wild, spin the beats, This single simulcast. The world Trust the fucking shooter. Soon as I was born, I knew
3: I was due to do some damage. Came out the womb, doctors passed me around the room in panic. Four pound dark purple couldn't even breathe on my own Shaking baby in the incubator Breathing machine for my long Doctor told my mom and pops they gonna have to keep me for a couple months Papa regretting doing coke Mama probably those couple blunts Little did they know it's nothing to be ashamed of As long as we keep the unconditional love between us I feel like the Mona Lisa Hospital found out my pops had a lapse in his insurance I learned just how people are quick to turn The doctor came back and said we gonna release him That's the same thing in my first deal, the label head said. Same Mr. Judge after 365 days in jail cells. You probably think my moms and pops ain't raised me. Well, wait, please, I was hard headed. The only person who can get through to me was maybe Jay Z. They tried to give my autistic son medicine for ADHD. Same kid who can look at a piano and memorize all 88 keys. I learned everything I need to know with day one in the hospital. They gonna doubt you, nigga. And you can't even pay no one to care about you, nigga. As we proceed to give you what you need. My name is DJ Premier, I'd like to introduce to you Ant Man Wonder on behalf of Bad Half Entertainment and work to Mark. Prime 2 is coming. coming. 1966, March 21st In July 1761 March to birth, birth of two phenoms I'm talking about Chris Edward Martin and Keith Edward Elon, okay. this is for the real gangstar fans, not the ones who call us P-ROM, one come from Massachusetts the other from Texas, had a dream to become the next shit, filled up his whole truck pump with records and moved to New York, that's where premiered the God linked with Guru the Lord if ever duplicated, hell frozen there was a blue moon before it, and that shit birthed Group Home, Freddie Fox inspired shit like Jay-Z, Nas Big, I'm just Coming clean like the Rude song Yo, TV rap, rock him in the back Fat five, Freddie in the hat Interviewing Chubb Rock Pac in the cut with his boots and juice right. on Pac still killing to this day Still the one they trying to be yep. Y'all know I'm from Detroit I'm digging in the crates Now I'm from the Diamond D I ain't with the showbiz I'm just A.G. Trying to sign me a Fat Joe deal And going baller Every bitch I got O.G. is on call that? That's O.C. Bitch, I confess that I finesse uh, I smile at death like Malcolm X I'm solid, yes, in 99 I told myself I can figure out How to bottle that I'll be out of debt. Y'all niggas is novices. Y'all can just move aside. I got that car pedestrian confidence. Yes sir. yes, sir. I got that Uber drive. Y'all wanna know who the best is. Look around and who alive and who didn't die. Then what? Then look at me. Kendrick, Lamar, and Bushy T. Eminent slaughter, y'all don't have to look any farther for the Ramas. Y'all of the past, at the present time, I'm the future. Cause all my competition trying to be designers. I'm just tired of being underrated by these lazy bloggers. They just tired of rewinding. Y'all tired of me saying I'm the greatest? Y'all Fuck yet? y'all, I'm tired of rewinding. I survived Vietnam and my city laid me a grave. Cream laced me, boom, boom. Goddamn, but Lady racist, Since then, I've been on my chain, me and Ray. Nobody seeing me. she dush, I give a dick. She'll never forget that's DD. green cut. I, 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 I. Oh, 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 oh. come on back with me this black history black history, black history. That I'm barbaric to the fucktards I don't compare to the subpar I'm here to see two at the moaning show it's, it's your funeral from your mom plus your pa I'm on a rust part thus far To us stars, it's just rock Using nigga guts for the But They They getting embodied by an old nigga Tell them niggas they baby mama's trying to roll with us I'll send it back to you mentally raped Trying to cut cars, doing the butt to the barge uh. Fly nigga Mayday, trying to touch Mars uh. Trying to get a payday like a nut bar Trying to get my own island, fuck cars I'm without a bus card, living in demise uh. The regular label pimping them Cause the rap city giving them He can actually I'm makeup, motherfucking ripping in the sky. I guess I'm just a specimen with the literacy, special ability. I'm characteristically rageful. Everything's still payful. Embarrassed niggas like Kimbo, which is still cage flow. No time to take it in, yet I'm still thankful. I don't discriminate. I take it in pesos. Trying to close my curtain, I was in capers. Now I'm insured by the street. Now my stent for. sticking with the paper, sticking to any shit that I say, bro. This is the fence staple. I clearly only target the bosses. Whenever we arrive at your office, I definitely body your authors. I'm Martin Scorsese, everybody art at the auction. About it in cautious product of losses, living modest, dealing with problems, That is causing cars in his closet costing, uh, niggas hearts turning the jelly, the second that they have to part with their celly, live life behind real bars, they don't know go. what it feels like, to Whoa. have a real fight at night in the dark with your celly, uh, never take advice from the jealous, watch them, man, even if you gotta watch him take an Ellie, you still gotta stand by him, like you a Melly, uh, that white girl got you bugging out like Liza uh, Minnelli, my cars are fire, the tires Pirelli, I'm Martin and Eddie, searching for Tyrell Hicks, not to give her a baby, but to put a life in her belly, uh, uh, I'm barbaric with the nine and all, am I and everybody top five, not at all, uh, you can find a nigga name in the ladies room on a lot of walls Topic of vagina monologues, I write a lot of bars That's why I'm poppin' like an raw I'm duplicated more than out of Mars That's right. If you could take the beef home with you, you can make a goat out of ours If you could take the bars and the rhymes home, you can make yourself out of ours These are breaks, you had to be casted Fatality to flattery flash. You believe blood, I leak battery acid There's no wrath that you can accurately batter me after I'm that great After Adam and Eve ate the apple, I evaporated Came back a cadaver, you can't assassinate me cadaver. guns the same adamant Got the little kids doing dirty things in the hood for me i ain't talking about the same as the vatican if it ain't immaculate it ain't adequate i heard your dog switching genders ain't that a bitch banana clip on an automatic take that, data split this that lyrical acrobatic straight savage shit uh straight savage uh straight savage ant man what's up let's go get these niggas uh. The whole hip-hop game need a rap lift Surgery to the trolls and the catfish Say my name five times I'm showing up to your home To your computer room And you blow up little mattress In a big black whip Let your bitch lick my dick sack five times And take it to Saksville Everything that I say It's like an eighth in a trap sitting Just waiting and wrapped in plastic For a rapper to come and take it as fast till he pass away She fucking with you She definitely can fake an orgasm She fucking with me She definitely can take a giraffe dick And I'm just hustling like I'm at a cabaret Straight savage Anywhere I'm going land is the exit If it ain't lavish I'm a old man like Stedman Took my life in my own. Hands. Same way I take madness. Listening to the co train on average. With a no-name bad bitch. Took it to my home, laid it down on the table. And powder, same way cocaine gathers. Oops, I mean pounded up. You can either get down with us. Or let the ground come up and get you like Hank Gathers. Niggas think they seen the things that I seen. Just cause we on Instagram in the same glasses. Just cause we in the YSL same jacket. Don't mean that we cut from the same fabric. What the fuck is you high as hell? You know nothing about the iron in the tie well. All you know about is the obvious shit. Like Kanye ripping the what He'll probably yell. And I bet you, you probably wanna them. Old creeps helping college in a little body sale. Mermaids, water, Godiva Tales. Sandwiches in the desert with a side of mail. Transcripts is in the present, got a lot of mail. Still getting money off the books like Galileo. I'm in the Panamera, listening to Pantera. The bitch with me sipping on Cabernet and a yell. I keep a narcotic in the car by the teaspoon. I give her a G unit, I hear she a fan of Yale. I got a roll with the cat in the back. I get put over and I ask who I am. Oh, cause the ass in his black. I tell him I'm a poet cause this is their giveaway that I'm much more than just a cat in a hat. I be laughing at you guys when laughing at you. If you ask who I am, nigga, I'm laughing at that. I'm a for time to laugh and attack, kiss my ass, and after that I put your ass in the crack. Speaking the crack rock, my pocket line with that. You can step on my pocket and break your mama back. Every weapon the pound I got is Floyd Mayweather doing the movie, definitely ready to counteract. Uh. Got your bitch jumping around on the boat, looking like we flounder flap, and it ain't because she found a map. We savages, if your bitch with us and you call her and she tell you that she tied up, she might be literally bound in gag. I'm sick, I'm sick and impermanent, like the doctor opened me up and found the mask, closed me up, left inside of me an ounce of hash. I exercise for dumbbells hanging on to the gun rail
5: while I'm pressing up pounds of cash.
3: That was that simply sensational. sensational.
5: Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Rashani from Single Simulcast, and I just wanted to take time out to thank you for listening to the show. I really do appreciate it. Right now, uh, I would like to say once again that you can contact the show through voicemail at 916-572-9016. You can also leave an email at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. That's S-I-N-G-L-E-S-I-M-U-L-C-A-S-T. There's no underscores in between. If you have any questions or concerns, hit me up. I always hit you right back. I will talk with you. If you have any issues, I will talk with you. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter. My at is at Rashani, R A S H A N I I. The show's at is at single simulcast. Again, no underscore. You can also follow my other shows, the Dream Team, or as they call it, the Dr. 3 AM Team, and 20 Minute Podcast. Please also follow Senate Solace. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And with that said, back to the show.
0: Hello,
2: everybody. You are listening to Single Simoncast. My name is John Cushman of the Cushman Chronicles. This is a podcast where I fight the forces of resistance in this... Oh, okay, I gotta go. to Cushman Chronicles.
5: <laughs> it always be this one. It is. When you yes. yawn, that's how Anita talked. Baker did that. You just <laughs> yawn your way through shit. I fucking
2: told you, son. I love Anita Baker, but you were correct, sir. From beginning to end,
0: 365 days of <laughs> the year, I want to
2: You know what? I'm rock for this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, Take a and nap with you I think
5: sounds just like yeah, I never noticed it till just now <laughs> I mean, at
2: least she sounded like she was really going to sleep other than putting you to fucking sleep like Nora Jones. son, if you can't sleep. Two, two albums that Nora, Jer- no- Nora Jones first album put you right Oh the my god album. That's my and, um, and, It's um, so It's though. <laughs> yeah. Oh and that's I'm, terrible I'm gonna tell you the best album to go to sleep on um, Is uh, Boys to Men Evolution dog and yo for real If I can't sleep if I have like straight insomnia And, I, and there is no way I think I'm going to sleep right now Put on that album I am gone <laughs> I don't know what it is about to happen. I am out of here, dog. You okay. this way. So,
0: sweet. so sweet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh but I, I can't. I can't talk too much shit about
5: Anita Baker. My mom, when she was alive, she loved Anita Baker yeah, and Anita's Patty with like, that son. Anita's the shit. Yeah, like I'm Sarah disner, but I, I still listen to that song. Oh yeah, I'll listen to it all the day long. But it also Yo, helps can... that she's the only woman from that era who's still relatively attractive. True. Come on, son. Patty the bell dog. She got ass, son. That's because she's <laughs> eating all that mama's fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> all she yeah. eat is soul food. She gonna be a diabetes yeah, I, victim.
2: I need to. I need to. Ha- I need to find that that shit. Have, did anybody? Am I the only person on earth that remembers that award show where Patti Labelle was singing and they gave her the Lifetime Achievement Award or some shit like that? And she was singing a song, and she just took the mic away and sang and sung out loud to the fucking crowd. And it was. I, the- I don't remember that at all. It was the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life, and I have never seen that shit again. Nope. She was probably yawning one day in the studio, so I was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, just like that. Just, just keep doing that. That's perfect.
5: Oh, that was great. How'd you hit that note? I'm not sure. No, that wasn't it. Maybe if I hold my nose. No, that's not it either. Will you tell him to stop yawning when he yawns? Like, Eureka!
2: (laughs) I just found (laughs) it. Eureka!
0: (laughs) That's it!
2: This is Single Simulcast with my daddy Rashadi. Peace!
5: Single Simulcast, uh, episode 200 and something. I knew it a, a, a while back, but I went, you know. That was a long time ago. I think it's 209, though. Again, I'd like to thank y'all for uh, listening and for uh, understanding me. I really do appreciate it. Um, I don't have much more to say. Um, I do want to say I was on the Married Gamers this past week. Uh, be sure to check them out um, on Stitcher. Um, and I got one last thing. <sighs> Malia Obama was accepted into Harvard recently, and and that is, I just, I, I just have to stop right now, and say once again how much I'm going to miss uh, President and First Lady Obama being in the White House, being the President and the First Lady. I, I truly honestly believe that they have been the classiest people that I've ever known, the the best the, the just the quintessential like y'all who are still praising the Cosby's and the, the, the Huxtables for the Cosby show should really alter your standards of uh, role model to the Obamas 8 years no issues No impeachment. Well, no controversies that they started on their own. Um, Just such great leadership, um, such ultra, ultra, ultra awesome people, intelligent and just uh, know that they're better than the stuff that they're trying to that you're trying to throw at them. They know that that's a beautiful thing. And their eldest daughter, Malia, uh, has been accepted to go to Harvard. Now, uh, that in itself is a feat because Harvard ain't letting everybody in. Even if you're the president's daughter, they're not letting everybody in. And and I don't think people recognize that. Um, I think that they think that because the president's daughter is Malia Obama, she got accepted into Harvard. No, you need to... Have credentials. Now, uh, she's taking a gap year before beginning her college education, um, and and it it should have been a, a moment of celebration for people because young people going to college isn't that what the American dream is now added up to them paying us for the opportunity for them to be in debt once they get out of college. But anyways, I digress. Um, Fox News thought that this was a, uh, a, a media sensation of a story and took it as such and uh, posted it on the uh posted the AP's version of the story on their website. And immediately um, the comment section got deleted. Uh, not immediately, but the comment section got deleted because uh, there was an absolute uh, deluge of. Racism that popped up regarding her going to uh, Harvard, the 17 year old young lady going to Harvard. A uh, ton of people got accepted. Well, not a ton, but a lot of people got accepted to go to Harvard. A lot of people get accepted to go to Harvard every single year. They have the grades, they have the credentials, they have the standards, they have the 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 um, the uh, recommendations, they have whatever is needed to get there but this one young lady just happens to be the president's daughter whom uh, a lot of america has a firm distaste for and so racism and racism was like this i wonder if she applied as a mud slime or a foreign student or just a nigger um another comment said that it sounds like black privilege to them Another one said, if it not if Malia, but if it were honorable, it would surrender that spot to a needy citizens, to a needy citizens, (laughs) a needy citizens. Really, these are the things that uh, make me giggle because this is clearly the Hunger Games and they want her to offer up her acceptance letter as tribute needy citizens needy citizens probably couldn't afford harvard needy citizens don't apply for harvard needy citizens you know what it i'm i'm missing the it on 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 the strength of all of that stupidity after it but it You are devaluing the life of this young lady just by calling her something other than her name. Say her fucking name. Her name is Malia Obama. She is going to Harvard. You went to community college. You went to trade school. You went to ITT Tech and dropped the fuck out. You went to Heald. You stood in front of 7-Eleven. You thought you went to college, but really you were duped because it was Trump University. You did nothing with your life. And now you are upset because this 17-year-old young lady is going to be successful. You can kiss my black ass you will respect her you will say her name you do not have the right you do not have the opportunity you do not have the chance to ever demean her or demean her family they are worth more they have done more than you could ever imagine And they did it while dealing with people like you who are looking for ways to bring them down. And while you're the first ones to talk about how uh, you should respect kids and stand up against bullying and all that, your anonymity is allowing you to devalue this young lady. And I'm going to say, don't do that ever again. Little ape should go to college in Africa, all caps, little ape. Hopefully she gets cancer or AIDS or one of those colored diseases. Um, so cancer is pink. I know that because of the uh, the ribbon and AIDS is red. I know that because, again, the ribbon. And um, SARS is green? I don't, I, I don't really know. I don't really know what a colored disease is. You lost me there. Um, colored diseases that just doesn't really work for me as a statement. Um, however, talking about diseases did remind me, and I apologize profusely, Nicole Elliott, who is a genuinely wonderful young lady, genuinely just awesome, um, and a superhero in my eyes. Uh, she's a fighter, absolute, and just a joy. Um she is requesting that on May 20th, everybody take a picture of themselves wearing a purple shirt for Lupus Awareness Day. Um, and I am going to try and do even better than that um, because this is a Lupus Awareness Month. Um, and I am currently nine days behind, eight days behind. As far as Lupus Awareness Month. And so what I am going to do is I am going to go through every day to talk about a fact about lupus. And then on the 20th, I am going to wear my shirt in support of lupus awareness and to raise awareness. Well, that's lupus awareness. Roshani and nitwit. See, I do that a lot. I call myself a dummy. I'm three times as hard on myself as anybody else can be. I really, I really, really believe that I hate myself. And I don't want to believe it. So then I'll laugh and I'll say something like, I got haters. But really, I, I sometimes wonder and worry about that. Like, do I do I? I know that there's a lot of times that I don't love myself. And I wonder sometimes there's like splits. And my personality, because sometimes I'm just full of confidence, and other times I'm just like I can't do shit right. I gotta work on that. But so I am eight days behind. So let's do eight days of lupus awareness. And if you can, if you can, if you would, please take a selfie of yourself. That's how a selfie works. All of the cuss words I just called myself, I said them silently because I know I can hear me no matter how loud I yell, no matter how quietly I whisper. If I do it in my head, I can hear it and it doesn't come out and hurt anybody else. So that's what that silence was about. I just chastised myself. Eight days. If you can take a selfie and send it to the single simulcast page at facebook.com backslash single simulcast. I just want to see them. I want to see everybody resplendent in purple. Kings fans, this is your time to show out. Just send me your purple. Send me your purple. This is Lupus Awareness Month. I want you rocking purple. I want to see it. I want Nicole to see it. I want everybody to come together in awareness of defeating this disease. It's that real. Eight days. May 1st. Lupus is an unpredictable, chronic autoimmune disease that ravages different parts of the body. May 2nd. In lupus, something goes wrong with the immune system, the part of the body that fights off viruses, bacteria, and germs. The result is the production of autoantibodies that cause inflammation. May 3rd. 90% 90% of the people who develop lupus are women, though men can also develop lupus and their disease can affect some organs more severely. May 4th. Most often, lupus develops between ages of 15 and 44. However, between 10 and 20% of cases develop during childhood and these cases can evolve into serious health complications more rapidly. May 5th, African-Americans, Hispanics and Latinos, Asians and Pacific Islanders and Native Americans are diagnosed with lupus two or three times more frequently than Caucasians. However, lupus affects people of all race and ethnicities. May 6th, lupus is not contagious and cannot be given to another person. May 7th, to make a lupus diagnosis... Doctors evaluate a patient's current symptoms, lab test results, personal medical history, and family medical history. May 8th. Lupus can affect any organ system of the body, including the heart, kidney, lungs, blood, joints, and skin. I really want to get Nicole on the show. I I just thought about that. I just thought about that and I am so just disappointed in myself for not thinking it before. And the reason why I'm thinking it now is because I really want her to talk to me, talk to you and and just talk about lupus. And just help us be aware. Just help us be aware. I just want to understand better. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk with her about that. Hopefully I can get a 20 minutes put together with her. Um, I don't think it should take too, too long. 20 minutes, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. Here's one thing that she uh, posted up a couple days ago that, that really struck me. And um, I didn't know this. Again, I don't know a lot about lupus. I don't. It, I'm privileged in that I don't have or know anybody or I, that I didn't know anybody until I met Nicole. Nicole who has been afflicted, who is uh, living with this disease. But what I found out was that uh, many young people with lupus and other autoimmune diseases uh, have brittle teeth and break not only as a symptom of their illness, but also as a side effect of the medications they're given to treat their illnesses. I didn't know that. Learning something new every day, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to learn something new every day as well uh, so that we are able to, together, on the 20th, uh, wear purple um, in support of Lupus Awareness. I hope that y'all enjoyed this show. Um, I hope that uh, this show rece- receives uh, makes conversation, and not not the bad kind of conversation, not finger pointing or uh, hurt feelings. I hope that it really opens up conversation. I hope you guys call me. I hope you email. To my friends who are walking through the darkness of depression today, I am sorry. I'm I'm with you. I, I'm right here. And like I said at the beginning of the show, um, if you want to talk on Skype, uh, just put into the uh, comments thing when you add me as a friend, just put that uh, you heard me on single simulcast and you just want to talk. Just let me know. I may not be able to help everybody, but I can help you. I can do that. Fat Man Wild, Spin the Beats, this single simulcast. Y'all be good. Y'all be blessed. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you've given up. Thank you for the love that you've given. Thank you for the sacrifices you've made. Thank you for the fine women and men that you've created. And thank you for the wisdom that you continue to impart in the world. We love you. We honor you. Peace.
1: I'm Key
4: John. I'm Kenny. I'm Devin. And this is Steve Osama Facts.
1: It's just the strangest thing I've seen your face somewhere. An early evening dream, a past life love affair. Triple Guinea.
2: the greatest black atheist of Father Teresa's wine cellar and you're listening to the single simulcast.
5: Rest in peace to Afini Shakur. She was much more than Tupac's mother. Shakur, born Alice Faye Williams in Lumberton, North Carolina, changed her name when she moved to New York City and joined the Black Panther movement. She and other party members were arrested in 1969 and charged with conspiracy to bomb multiple city landmarks. In 1971, Shakur was acquitted on all charges after she represented herself in court while heavily pregnant. She gave birth to Tupac a month later. She was the subject of Tupac's 1995 hit song, Dear Mama, which held her, pro- her triumph over poverty and drug addiction. After Tupac's 1996 shooting death, she took helm of his estate, which earns more than $1 million a year. She has funneled much of that money to charity. Quote, she was a remarkable woman. In her youth, she was aligned in the black movement. She was indefatigable. Indefatigable? Yeah, indefatigable. Uh, Richard Weisbein, a New York lawyer who worked with her in the Bronx when Tupac was a young boy, told the news. Shakur called Fishbine after Tupac's death And he became the administrator of the estate She guided that estate in honor of Tupac We must have put out five albums after he died She took a lot of that money and spent her time trying to help young black kids And kids in general, she, he said Shakur is survived by daughter Sakura Shakur, 40, who was living on a nearby houseboat a source told the news it was her who called nine one one quote she 's an ad, an advocate she 's an activist. she taught me never to compromise your values to always fight for what you believe in. The lawyer developed a close professional relationship with Shakur who LaPolte described as one of the smartest people I ever worked with, citing how the Black Panther represented herself in court. The activist mother also influenced LaPolte's personal life. Again, rest in peace.
2: R.I.P. Machiavelli to die. Like you said, we ride or die for the West Coast. Life is all about roots, deep roots. I got pop, little sister, set you with your core with me on this one. Gotta let the steam off my chest Switch off the press, promoting death, obsessed Like Wes Craven, we some made men Still belly, yelling fuck this world Selling kicks, I hustle hard for my two kids No love for a bitch, I switch my name up twice Wishing this ain't fuck Vice Fuck tags, down the blast on they ass Protect my life with a chopper to stop me from running up with the vest. It's still West Coast, mafia, can California, aka the jungle. Much love to the Johnson family, the Shakur family, my folks, Zaire. Pimp shit, nigga.